Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am your host, David. And I'm your host, Philip! Pull up a log, gather around the fire. There are some delicious things cooking over the this, the flames today. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. But first of all, we are here on a uh, on an October week. How are you today, Philip? I'm doing exquisite. Again, not that anybody cares, not that anybody wants, or not that anybody listens to for this each and every week, but I am 2-0 in the leagues that matter for my fantasy football league. Woo! Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I am not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not uh, doing so hot. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's October. Uh, what does October mean to you, Philip? October means pumpkins to me. I always just see October and all I see is yeah. pumpkin. That's realistically all that it means to me as well as spooky season. And all the girls that love spooky season, they come out at night. That's all I'm going to mm. say. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really? I I guess that's kind of a thing. It's less so in Europe, but I for me it's rain and cold. And I do I the one thing that I do really like is that I get to wear my leather jacket more often now. Because it's the it's the right temperature. Because when the winter comes, it's too cold, and in the summer, obviously, it's too hot. But like around September, October, early November, maybe I can wear my 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 leather jacket, and then it's perfect temperature. So I'm enjoying that. Now I've just come back from a weekend trip to Munich, and this coming weekend I'm going to London, and I'm just a busy bee. But that does mean that we've got some ideas for topics for you guys to listen to. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. So you just mentioned that you went to Munich, David. Now, why yeah. were you in Munich? So take us back to Barcelona. I was in Barcelona doing a cocktail course, a bartender course. And I lived with a guy named Isaac or Isak, uh, from Norway. And he and I got along like a house on fire. And we we said our goodbyes when the course ended and we knew we were going to miss each other. We, we just clicked, you know? So he was a good friend. And he mentioned that he had been working in a food truck for five years or something. Now, he doesn't work in the food truck anymore, but that food truck won best food truck in Norway. And he was invited amongst the crew of that food truck to compete in the European Street Food Award. So the whole of Europe, all the champions from countries all over Europe, all meet in Munich for the European Street Food Awards. And it was a food festival. Just the coolest thing, delicious food. And I got to see my buddy. So I took the train down. Uh, like on Saturday morning, I left. I arrived Saturday afternoon. I do not recommend the train. <laughs> it's more environmentally <laughs> friendly and it's slightly cheaper than flying. But man, was it. I'm, okay, I guess if you're going for a little bit longer, it works. But for a two day or a day and a half trip, I feel like I just wasted a lot of time on the train. But anyway, I took the train down on sun Saturday morning, arrived Saturday afternoon, and I was leaving again by Sunday at midnight. So or sun Sunday, Monday, whatever you want to call it at midnight. So it was a very short stay, but I got to be there, try his his. Uh, food truck food, and a lot of other food truck food. So we're going to talk about street food and all the deliciousness that comes with it. Right, right. So obviously you went to the competition. You talked about how you got there. But let's get into the meat and, and well, meat and the meat. rid of it. Yeah, the meat yeah. of it, realistically. <laughs> what were some of your highlights, man? What were some of the things that you tried? Okay. Obviously, you, had a, you, had a, you came with a big stomach, I hope, so you were able to sample mm. many things. Yes, I, I tried to I tried to keep my stomach empty for when I went, and I I knew I was going to overeat, and that was just going to be a reality. So first thing, obviously, I tried I tried the 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 food from the Norwegian food truck that my friend was working at. So and how was it? Uh, it was like a reindeer meat kebab. So it was like in a in a wrapped in a in a flat bread, and it was reindeer meat with like vegetables and a cranberry sauce on top with pickled onions. It was very, very good. Like that was a good way to start the food truck experience. It was very, very delicious. And I was, I had been looking forward to this reindeer kebab for a month plus because he had told me all about it when we were living together. So 
So that was that was definitely for the first highlight. Now the second highlight was German beer. <laughs> you have no idea. German beer, Phil, I know you're not a beer person. You're not an alcohol person. German beer really is very, very good. So it was nice to have the traditional Bavarian German beer. That was highlight number two. And then highlight number three, I mean, I, where do I start? The pizza was delicious. I had the best burger I've ever had in my life. I don't compare burgers that I buy to burgers that I make at home. This was probably the best overall anyway, but I just I consider those two different categories. So best burger I've ever bought in my life what came from this this one food truck. Well, describe the a, burger. I mean, that's something that everybody uh, loves. Okay. Yeah, so, so, go ahead. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on a, a very simple bun, right? No, Nothing flashy. It was a goose burger. And now goose, if you've never tasted goose, I mean, it's it's like duck, but a little bit more, I don't know. I don't, a little bit more, it's like cross between duck and lamb. And it's, it's just melt in your mouth, fantastic. It had a blue cheesy sauce, with uh, like this this jam in it, just to balance out the the tanginess with some sweetness and and uh, and so a little like a little tiny bit of crisp uh, arugula or rocket or rucola, whatever you want to call it, in there as well. And it the way it just it sang as you bite into this burger, it just sang to me. It was just yeah, it was like that. It was just divine every bite was divine it just melts in your mouth gooey deliciousness and and i just i had to, now that i will admit and no no take nothing away from the other food trucks that was the only thing i went back for i had an another one really wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was special so if you ever find yourself in iceland <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, if you ever find yourself in Iceland, I, I want to visit Iceland. It's not something I'm I it's probably not close to to something that I'll do. Like it it's not in the near future. I want to go. You bet your ass I'm gonna find this food truck. Absolutely. I am going to find this food truck if I go to Iceland and I'm gonna have a gooseburger because I, I will be dreaming of that gooseburger for the rest of my life otherwise. Oh man, Phil. It was good. It was good. You know what? I would say that I know that I have a stigma about me that does not scream. Uh, how should I put this? Uh, foreign eating. I, I, yeah. I would. Uh, I'm probably somebody who's not an adventurous eater. However, meat and and please take this with a grain of salt. Meat is probably my most generous uh, section. Where Something, like I, okay. I'm, yeah, so I, I I feel like even burgers melt into that where I'd be like, yeah, I'd be willing to try this type of burger as long as as long as the ingredients themselves I enjoy alone. Like you're never gonna get me to to put mustard on a burger. Never gonna happen. Not not. I don't care if it's right. the most delicious tasting well, mustard. Had, this was so not mustardy. Exactly. So if it has, you know, what you say, goose, I'm fine with that. If it has jam, I'm all right with jam. You know, there are things in there that I'm fine with that I would be willing. To try. So I'm glad mm. that we did that. And the blue cheese? Uh, How do you feel about the blue cheese? Not going to happen. I apologize. I would be willing to trade it in. But it's cooked. Nope. Nope. It's I'm cooked. willing to trade it in. I, I, I don't care. Come no, I will on. be willing to trade no. it in for some American cheese, some provolone cheese, some cheddar cheese, Shut some the- Swiss cheese. Oh my God. Kill me now. You're uh, killing I me. I can't do blue cheese. It, it stinks and it doesn't taste good. But anyways, all right. But it, it, so, it just... It it melds into all the flavors. Like it's you no. don't you won't even notice. You then even how do you bite? know that it's there? No, you absolutely not. Because I read it. No, no, you no, even no, have no, a bite. no. You knew God, its existence was in there. Oh God, man, absolutely not. All right, all right. All well, right hold on a second. Please. No, I want to say I want to say another thing. The theater around food making when you're doing street food and stuff like because like restaurants you don't see the making of the food they just bring it out to you on a plate and they're like here you go sir and enjoy but on street food like there was some theater going on the latvian food truck was a pizza truck like i for the first day i thought that that was the italian team and then i saw a flag above them i'm like hey that's not the italian flag well there was an italian flag but i was like hey that's a different flag and it was the latvian flag so the latvians they were making pizza, great pizza, very, very nice. And they were like, you know, they tossed the dough. They were right. tossing it like 20 meters to another person, another Latvian person catching the pizza. It was like a pizza. fish market, but like, like pizza dough. Yeah, they were like throwing it across the plaza 
Uh, it was it was quite quite a show. And then the Germans, the German burger place. Now that was pretty cool too. They were they had this big like fire pit where they were like cooking, grilling all the burgers, and they were like spraying some kind of alcohol or something. Uh, someone told me it was whiskey. I'm not sure onto the burgers as they were grilling, and there obviously flames everywhere. And the the theater behind the the food just makes it so much more exciting and so much more fun. And then the Icelandic team, they didn't have much of a, a show. However, I did look him up on Instagram. And the guy who runs the food truck, he shoots all the geese himself. So oh my he gosh. goes out. He's a hunter. He goes out and he shoots all the geese himself. And now I will say, like, maybe that turns some people off. But, I mean, that really just assures me that the meat is ethically sourced, ethically killed, and and fresh and brought straight from from farm or not from farm necessarily but from air straight from the sky yeah <laughs> air to my burger you know so it was that actually made me feel so much better about the food that i was eating so yeah just absolutely adored the experience wonderful all right so those are highlights from your experience at the food truck Let's go to our past street food experiences that we've had and that we've enjoyed elsewhere. Obviously, I've never been to a European contest, so I'm not going to be able to pay. Everything pales in comparison to this. But Mm. the first place that I thought of, actually, oddly enough, that kind of resembles this to a way is baseball stadiums. Now, locally, yeah, because a lot of the times, a lot of the baseball stadiums actually do have a unique flavor. They try to highlight local cuisine. They try to offer uniqueness. There are some baseball stadiums. I haven't tried this, but I would actually be willing to. There are some that offer crickets. There are some that offer um, local cuisine. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I know that I've been to a place where I've had an Indian fry bread. I've been to places Mm. where I've had uh, local Mexican uh, cuisine here in Arizona at the baseball stadium from from good local street vendors. Um, So that's one place that I've I've done it. I've gone to, uh, of course, up and down New York. If you want to talk about street food, my goodness, start there. And then finally, one place that I did go, a festival that I did go with an ex of mine, uh, an inside joke was concerning any and all things bacon. So we went to a bacon festival and. I must admit, the uses of bacon are far, are varied, and are delicious. There was very rarely it's something that that tasted, smelled, looked bad. God bless you, bacon. God you know, bless you. One of my you. favorite uses of bacon ever has been was sweet potato fries with bacon A's, bacon mayonnaise. That's mm. delicious. Yeah, I, I think we there was one bacon dessert where the bacon was chilled not like, frozen chilled oh. and it was utilized in an ice cream and, and when, oh, wow. as as almost like bacon bits and then it, it was like a bacon bowl and i know i know how all this sounds i trust me i was a critic myself but it smelled so good i tasted it and it was great i think it was even in a waffle cone bacon mixture cone that's how it was it was delicious absolutely divine so bacon as a street food very rarely does not hit the mark. David, what were some of your other past street food experiences? So, uh, let me think. Uh, So one thing that was interesting in the UK, and this is a popular thing in Scotland, is you get deep fried candy bars. So they like will take like a Mars bar or Rolos, batter them up and deep fry them. Now that's actually surprisingly, now it's very, just incredibly overly sweet because you're deep frying candy bars. But Obviously, very, very nice. Some of the best street food I've ever had is tacos. Because in LA or in San Diego or we're just in California, the best tacos, the most, well, at least the most authentic tacos are generally food truck tacos. Served and they're out just of a like truck, yeah. Super simple, really small tortillas and just like super simple like meat and then like a you little bit taste- of garnish and maybe some salsa and that's it. And it's like super simple. You get like, you, they're really small. So you eat like, you can eat like 10 of them. And it's just delicious. It's just so well, good. Well, they're super small because you should be able to taste the ingredients, not just the tortilla. The tortilla is great. Yeah, exactly. But it shouldn't be the prevailing flavor taste that you get out of a taco. Yeah. And then, and then I just, I'm just thinking about London and Camden Town and all the things that I've eaten there because that's a great uh, street food experience if you're ever in London. And I think, I, I think I've had some of the best fish and chips I've ever had was from a, a street food vendor. 
in London. Street food, I think, for, to me, is one of the best ways to eat just because there's no frills around the food. It's it's just raw, not raw, but you know what I mean, raw deliciousness and just food that flavors expertly put together and here you go eat it you're gonna love it not necessarily all about being fancy or stuff like that i mean that has its place as well but some of the best food i've ever had in my life like i said the best burger i've ever had in my life street food let's go to our specific favorite street foods i only have one because i just wanted to keep it general and normally what we what we like to get as favorite street food and i'm going back to new york now, I know automatically people are thinking I'm going to be talking a hot dog. No, there are such a thing as disgusting hot dogs. I've bought hot dogs before from a street vendor. It came out, it looked, it smelled, and I, I didn't even taste it. It just was disgusting. Can't do it. There's also pretzels that most people would probably think of. It needs to be a good pretzel in order for me to really enjoy it. A lot of the times the, the crust or the outside of the of the pretzel is hard as sin and then the inside is all clumpy doughy, not soft doughy, not rip apart doughy, just not good. So there's a lot of bad street food for as many good street foods. And probably the most average one that you can really never have a bad version of are, are fried peanuts, but by far my favorite one that very rarely gets wrong are surprisingly the bagel and cream cheese trucks. You go around in, in the morning and even at night, they still have it all. Uh, the bagel and cream cheese, they usually are, are pretty generous with the cream cheese. The bagels are usually made fresh because they know that they need to keep those fresh. And then plus you're getting them right in the morning. So everything around there is just delicious. You can usually find a good flavor. I, I just think in, in general, the best bang for your buck, always good, it's going to be the bagel and cream cheese street food as as may, perhaps vanilla. Perhaps you go adventurous. Maybe they have a fun little bagel there that you want. I, I think for my money, that's where I'm going to go. How about you, David? So for me, I, I, I look think back to Los Angeles and my favorite taco truck. And I didn't try a lot of them, I will admit. But my favorite taco truck, I tried it in one location close to downtown. And they actually have eight trucks. Or at the time, they had eight trucks. Maybe they have more or less now. I'm not sure. Is Leo's Tacos. So I tried one in downtown LA. And then it turns out they had another truck that was really like a walking distance from my apartment. So, so I was like, holy crap. I'm going to go there a lot more often. So I got tacos there several times. Leo's Tacos, very good. And they're around LA. And then obviously this Icelandic food truck is is up there, possibly number one, but definitely a top three food truck experiences, street food experiences I've ever had in my life. And it's up there with best food experiences I've ever had in my life. So they really impressed me that that burger was incredible. There we go. Those are our favorite street foods. Street foods is the name of the game. If you're ever in a position or in a place where you can try one of these places, one of these uh, locations, then uh, then go for it. I, I cannot stress enough how good this food was and look up the european street food awards from uh, 2022 and look at all the, the the finalists who were there all worth trying i think so just check them out this episode of powwow podcast is sponsored by sides meet sides s-i-d-e-s an app that helps you take the law into your own hands Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. I got a quiz for you, David. Do you have a quiz for me? I do. That's because it is pop quiz where we each bring each other a little test and we'll see if the other one is smart enough to figure out the real answer. David, I believe I went first last time. Why don't you go first this time? So this is a fairly simple question. I don't know if you're going to get this right. I really don't. Which in what city was I born? Cape Town. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Durban. <laughs> I was worried there were no multiple choice answers. Okay, Cape Town, okay. Durban. Johannesburg or Lusaka? Man, Lusaka is just such an odd throwball in there. It's like 
which one of these actors have won an Academy Award? And then all of a sudden you just throw Gary Busey in there. And I, I just don't <laughs> understand why he exists in this category. Okay, uh, so Osaka, I don't know. I'll be honest. I, 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 as much as I might have been playing it yeah, off, I David, think I don't know. know this. Um, so I would be guessing. But I think I have an inkling. I don't think it's Cape Town. I think I would have remembered that. I don't think you were born German. I want to say you were born in Africa. Uh, Johannesburg is in South Africa. All of these cities are in Africa. Well, diddly do on me. Um, So at least I remember that. You got to give me credit for that. Um, And so I'm going to say that you were born in Lusaka. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I was not. Ah. Lusaka's in Zambia. I was not born in Zambia. All the other cities are in South Africa. I was born in Durban. Durban is the city Uh, in which I was born. I'll be honest. That was number three. It was going to be Johannesburg or or Lusaka. Oh, darn, darn. All right. Well, mine's down to two here, David. Um, With Halloween right around the corner, David, I thought it only appropriate I give you a pop quiz concerning candy. Which candy? is my favorite in alphabetical order here mm. almond joys jolly ranchers reese's peanut butter cups or twizzlers mm. now that is tough because i know you like twizzlers and i know you like reese's peanut butter cups you we spoke about both of these in the last couple of weeks or you've mentioned both of these in the last couple of weeks i have hmm I feel like Almond Joy is the dark horse that you were speaking about a second ago with my question. Almond Joys. Could it be Almond Joys? I don't think I've ever heard you rave about Almond Joys, though. I don't think it's Twizzlers. I'm going to go with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm so glad to hear that you don't listen, David. I went on a rant that eventually I will, and I swear I will. One of these days, I'm going to have a bite me concerning Twizzlers and how they are the far inferior choice to Red Vines. I hate Twizzlers. Twizzlers are disgusting. Yes. Yes, I I don't like either of them, so they're the same to me. Yeah, so you're like, oh, that's disgusting to me too. However... Reese's Peanut Butter Cups were my favorite Halloween candy. Almond Joys is my favorite chocolate. But Jolly Ranchers, you ever want to just please me? Just get out of my way and give me a bag of Jolly Ranchers. I love Jolly Ranchers. I love specifically the green apple. Those are my favorite Jolly Ranchers. So close, close, but no cigar. We keep on popping. We have a once more this week. It's been a while since we've done a once more, but we are going to just have a throw out a little idea each about something that we would like to bring to the streets of wherever a so a business idea, perhaps that is kind of along the same lines as street food. So it's it's how do I put this, Phil? The idea is to just create a, 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 a food truck type thing, but it doesn't have to be food related. It can be anything. So, Phil, do you want to go first? Do you have an idea? Absolutely. To bring so, to the people of the streets? Absolutely. I did not go food. I, it's, it's been overdone. It's overutilized, but I still love it. Uh, but no, not food, because especially for me, I cannot do this. However, I, I actually mean this, David. I mean this. So keep it innocent. Keep it innocent. But I want an on-the-go truck, perhaps even a semi. That allows you, that comes to you and allows you to both shower and to both nap. I think that mobile Mm. naps and naps in general are so underrated. I wish it was convenient more so to to nap. Maybe if you're at work and there's not really a napping space, but you have an hour off and you just wanted to set it. I mean, shoot, people call in masseuses all the time. That's practically a glorified nap. Why can't we do just a a mobile nap place? Uh, Maybe even, maybe even, hey, for an added little bonus, you can get a cuddle. Again, fully clothed, nothing, nothing weird here. Just if you need an extra little cuddle puddle. Come 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 to daddy, you know, come here. We'll we'll give you a nice little uh, cuddle and, and a nap and a shower if you need it. Especially if you're about to cuddle with somebody, you need to shower first. But that's sure. what I'm saying. The shower thing I think is a great idea. Like I sometimes people find themselves in situations they're far from home and they're they need a shower. You're not going to book a hotel room just to shower, are you? 
No. So, yeah. That's why gyms are criminally underrated use of, of mm. uh, gym memberships. Mobile showers or, or different places, closer showers. Anyways, David, what was your idea? I mean, mine is definitely food adjacent. And I was at this this food truck festival, the street food festival, and I thought, how cool would it be to have a cocktail truck? And I was with my my friend Isaac, and we both did the Barcelona, the cocktail course, the bartending course, and we were like, hey, why don't we have a... Now I realize someone's going to steal this idea from me. Some listener with more money to invest than me is going to do this before I can. But yeah, a cocktail truck. I think that would be awesome. That was missing from the Street Food Awards is a a truck that was selling, shaking cocktails for for the good people who are stuffing their faces full of goose burgers and shrimp and pizza and whatnot. Yeah. You know that's a great idea. You know what the what name of your truck should be? The name Cock O'Clock. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll add it to the bottom of the pile. How's that? Well, two weeks ago, we had my ex housemate, roommate, Kirsty on the podcast, and we mentioned that there was a third musketeer amongst us uh, when, when we lived together, and that person is Matt. And Matt, you're joining us today on the podcast. So two weeks later, you have decided to join us uh, because for some reason, my friends have nothing to do on a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. You've been on before. You're back on the podcast. Uh, Do you remember, Matt, if you had any success last time? I don't think I did. I think I like got two of the three questions wrong, right? I don't know whether I, you can- I, I I couldn't possibly remember. Hey, That's why I'm asking hey, you. Hey Matt, here's a little mm-hmm. secret. We do this every week, so the fact that you think that we can remember, <laughs> however, the la- the last time you were on, let alone what the result was, is is yeah, very no, I, generous. Thank you. I don't even remember what we talked about. I remember there was some New Zealand question. Do you remember? There was some rugby question, and David looked at me like, "How oh, did you- it was how?" Uh, yes, I remember this because it was yeah. it was uh, how old the haka was. It yeah. was something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I could not like, tell you who won, though. I bet Matt won. I've been I've been on a losing streak, man. It's been t- unbearable. If I remember unbearable. correctly, you were both horrifically wrong. Yeah, but Phil, you were somehow slightly less wrong, wrong on yes. that question. I think. Well, Matt, even though you are back, that doesn't mean that we know you all the way. So we got a couple questions that we're going to ask you. Since David is bringing you on as his guest, that means that I get two questions. And we'll start out with the first of those, uh, and then Mm -hmm. David will follow me with his own. Uh, My first question here. Mm -hmm. Matt, if every food you ever ate for the rest of seven years tasted like one specific food or taste, which food or taste would you choose? Um, I, I would probably go like dark chocolate, something in that space. Everything tastes like dark chocolate and you'd be fine with that. I think so. I think so. Or, That'd be or really t- beneficial whenever you're talking about vegetables and maybe yeah. fruits, because I think you'd probably miss fruits. But vegetables, you could just eat celery and there you go. I don't think anything would be ideal, but but you just got to choose something that's bearable, you know? I think I choose chicken. I mean, as as possibly oh. stereotypical as that is, I, I love, I, nobody can see this, but both the gentlemen who I just suggested this to grimaced, absolutely yeah. grimaced in disgust that I chose chicken. I guess yeah. I am on the lone island here for that, uh, but whatever. Yeah, I, I enjoy I, chicken. I feel like the British in me probably could cope with ketchup. Like some tomato ketchup. No, probably- everything tastes like ketchup. Yeah, no, that, like- no, that's horrific. It's not no, even my- <laughs> no. I feel like was. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I just, I even chicken to me, like, yeah, if it's something savory and it tastes like chicken, then that's probably not a bad bet. But if you were to eat like a, a croissant and it tasted like chicken, that would be horrific. I would be here. Well, at least it wouldn't taste like ketchup. My no, yeah, God. No, that's, that's a way worse. worse uh, Could you imagine? Okay, response. so it tastes it tastes like ketchup. It tastes like chicken, whatever it tastes like, but it still has the texture of whatever you're eating into. Yeah. That would be the worst. Okay, David, your next question. My question for you what is the most exotic food you have ever tasted? And is there something exotic that you'd really like to taste that you haven't yet? Like I'm talking crocodile meat or snake 
or cow tongue. I feel like I haven't had anything that exotic, really. I'm not that food adventurous. Probably like a buffalo burger with you. It's probably. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah, you remember that? Uh, yeah. Because we, we paid two pounds extra for a buffalo burger. It was like you could pay two pounds extra and have buffalo meat instead of beef. And yeah. we, we, we kind of do that over like, here. Yeah, yeah, we kind of do that over here. We were like, ostrich. Yeah. This is this. The buffalo tastes just like beef. It was the same. Yeah. It didn't taste exactly. any yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it might have been a. It might have been a scam. Even I don't know. Yeah, it was very I, disappointing. I like that might be. I, I feel like there's always. I'm always curious about snails. How the French eat mm. snails. I think there's yeah. a part of me. That's like, I would be really intrigued to try one. I don't I mean, think apparently like- it's. It's escargot, like, right? Isn't that the word yeah, for them? Escargot, yeah, escargot. Yeah, it's apparently it's just it just tastes like butter because they smother it in butter, like garlic Which butter. You can get behind. I enjoy a bit of yeah. butter, so that absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, man. My last question and our last question of the three: Do you have a pre-planned way to try and murder someone and get away with it? And do you have a person in mind? Now, you must give us one of the two. I know everybody's got one of the two. This is the one sucker who I'd get rid of if I could. Or, or I know exactly how I'd do it. So I don't, I don't have anyone that comes to mind, which is probably okay, very good. good. Yes, probably very good and, and also not incriminating. We, we enjoy that. Well, I have a pre-planned way. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't think it's pre-planned. Um, okay, so think- so what would be like the 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 most uh, conventional way that you think you'd uh, you'd kill somebody, accidental or not, to get away with it? To get away with it, yeah, probably just I don't know, yeah, I, yeah probably take them hiking and see what nature does, you know, see okay. if you find, yeah, find a snake. You might you know, be putting so- yourself at risk as well, though. <laughs> what if you die? <laughs> Yeah, but that could work both ways, right? Because then I'm still getting away with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting away with it literally. At the maybe cost not of his a... own life, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's probably probably the easiest one. You um, might be the worst murderer ever, Matt. I, I, but I think that's okay. <laughs> I to be the greatest. <laughs> so that's all right. <laughs> What do you want to be, little Susie, when you grow up? I want to murder everybody the best. Uh, anyways. <laughs> All right. So, Matt is your guest, David, as we mentioned already, which means that it is my game. And the game that I prepared for both of us to do is something along the lines of which tastes best. Now, both of us, who, whenever we host the game, will be giving out lists, and it will be up to the two contestants to decide which of the list, which within the lists, is the best of any of those categories. Now, Matt, it will be explained more whenever each one of us hosts the game, but which one do you want to face off against first between me and David? Oh, David always, that's guy. David always, absolutely. Winning first. <laughs> All right, so it will be my game first, and as I've already explained, it is which tastes best. Of course, where else could I go, but which tastes best as far as movies are concerned, and we're going to go to Rotten Hmm. Tomatoes for various, various uh, scores. I will tell you which one I want once we go down the list, whether that be audience scores or critics scores. And, and for even one more juicy little tidbit, it will be themed as they will all be food movies. That means that these are movies that are about, deal heavily, or are titled around food. All right. And David, you have one skipping stone. Gentlemen, that's all the preface I can give you. Let's get into it. First one, we call the Animated Auditorium, and I want the audience's score for this one. And we'll go to mm. you first, Matt. Which one has the best audience's score? Chicken Run, James and the Giant Peach, Lady and the Tramp, that's the original animated ver- version, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and that is going to be Gene Wilder's version. Mm-hmm. So once more, that's Chicken Run, James and the Giant Peach, Lady and the Tramp, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I think it's got to be Chicken Run, right? I think it's the I mean, best. That feels like the British in you, putting forth the only one that has a, a British uh, British accents and what have you. Yeah, but Chicken like Run. At themselves. So come on, let's go. All <laughs> right. Matt goes with Chicken Run. Hoffman, do you go the same way? What, read me the list again. Yes, it's going to be Chicken Run, James and the Giant Peach, Lady and the Tramp, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Now, I think I'm going to go with Lady and the Tramp. That feels mm. like 
would be the most popular amongst audiences. James and the Giant Peach and Chicken Run both had the identical audience score of 65. Now, that is the lowest. So, Matt, you did not win this one. And Lady and the Tramp has an audience score of 80. However, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory takes the cake here at 87 overall, winning this particular category, which means neither one of you gets a score here. So we are still tied. David, we'll go to you next. Again, I want the audience score for this one. Okay. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the original, not the sequel. The Hundred Foot yeah, the, Journey. The original. Yeah, please. come on, guys. The one that came out in 2017. The classic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Hundred Foot Journey featuring Dame Helen Mirren. Netflix's The Platform. Or mm. Pig featuring our very favorite, a powwow favorite, Nicolas Cage. Again, that's Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, The 100-Foot Journey, Netflix is the Platform, or Pig. I want the best audience score out of the group. David? Now, this is interesting because The Platform is a movie in Spanish. It and is. And mostly a Spanish audience, I, I should think. So that kind of puts it in a different arena. Again, audience you have score. a skipping stone should you wish think, to use it I think, at any no, point. I think I'm just going to gamble with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Even though it's like this ridiculously stupid animated movie, I feel like it was quite a popular, funny, enjoyable movie for families at the time. So I'm going to go with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. All right. He chooses Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Matt, do you fall under those same weathering weathers? I think I might do. I feel like... It's the most popular one of the lot, right? Like, if you gave that list to someone, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie when I was however old, you know? Right. Um, Five years ago old. Am I allowed to go the same as David, or do I have to pick different? You can pick different, or you can choose the same. You do not, there is no, yeah. I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to go the same, because that's probably the only one that I've actually seen of the list as well. Fair fair enough. (laughs) All right, well... Meatballs are certainly in the clouds. However, both of you will be finding that it does rain a little bit as it is not even at the top spot or second. It is tied for fourth or tied for third, I suppose, in this case. With Netflix as the platform, uh, The 100-Foot Journey comes in at 81. And Pig, of course, Nicolas Cage. It's always Nicolas Cage, David. You should know better Uh, by now. I should know better. (laughs) Nicolas Cage takes the cake and takes the pig home for truffles. God bless that. So we are tied two questions in at zero apiece, a true showing of inadequacy here, gentlemen. Tied at zero, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, Matt, we're going back to you and going back to the audience score. I assure you both, we will get to the critic score here eventually. However, let's go to this next one. Matt, the first one is called No Reservations. It stars Catherine Zeta-Jones and Aaron Eckhart. Uh, no Reservations. Next one would be a little film called Ratatouille, followed by Super Size Me, a documentary based on McDonald's and the food intake and I believe even just fast food in general. And then finally, Waitress. David might be familiar with this one as it recently graced Broadway um, as it was composed by uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Bareilles, I believe. Um, but it Never is the movie. Heard of it. Oh, wow. It is the movie that prefaced the Broadway hit. All right. So one more time through the list. No Reservations, Ratatouille, Supersize Me, or Waitress. Which of these holds the highest audience score? I mean, if Waitress prequeled something for Broadway, right? Is that what you said? That is what I said. And I feel like someone must like it. And I feel like it must have some sort of audience joy. So I think I'm going to go with Waitress. Even though I uh, love Ratatouille, he's my personal favorite from that list. But that's just I, Out of this list, Ratatouille is my favorite as well. David, yeah, which right. one is your favorite and which one takes I your mean, vote? Ratatouille is easily my favorite. I, I'm a little torn, though, between Ratatouille and Supersize Me because Ratatouille obviously is, was very successful, hugely popular. I don't know a single person who doesn't like it. And then there's Supersize Me, which was, I think, quite critically acclaimed. But I don't know if there were as many people, audience members who loved it you know maybe they're like oh yeah that was good you know that was yeah intriguing uh, very interesting but i'm gonna go with ratatouille it's gonna go with ratatouille no reservations you were both smart to stay away from only getting a 62 score and even critically Mm -hmm. it's at 42 gets even worse once we go there waitress has a 74 score means that it comes in second 
right behind Ratatouille. Ratatouille takes the cake here at 87, meaning David has pulled ahead with a point. Super Size Me only holding a 72 score amongst the audience, Mm. uh, according to uh, Rotten Tomatoes. All right, next one. Next one, and we'll go to uh, David first as he holds a lead, and it is naturally his turn. Gentlemen, I finally want a critic score. Maybe this means that mm. David will use his skipping stone for the first time with it. Maybe. All right, here we go. David, Burnt, featuring Bradley Cooper. Next one, a favorite of yours, I know, called Chef, featuring John Favreau. Yes, I love that movie. Third would be Sausage Party, another of David's favorites. <laughs> and finally, uh, Tortilla Soup, one of my actual um, guilty pleasure rom-coms, uh, Tortilla Soup. Which of those four garners the best critics score, David? Hmm. What was the first one again? First one was Burnt, featuring Bradley mm. Cooper. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to go with Burnt. Although, I mean, I really want to go with Chef. Yeah, but critics score. I know audience score Chef, I must have done pretty well. But I'm going to go with Burnt. And to you, Matt. Um, is this, can I confess I haven't seen any of these? You absolutely can, and I'm sure Hoffman will relent on you afterwards and implore you to go watch Chef. I mean, I've only seen, yeah, Chef, I think, was the only one that I have seen of those four, so. Okay. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Chef. Because if (laughs) you haven't seen it, someone must like it, so. (laughs) Someone must must like it. Well, uh, tortilla soup, even though it is a... A, a small favorite of mine uh, that I do go to every decade or so. Uh, it only holds a 74 critic score, which is loads and leaps and bounds above the 28 score that Burnt actually has. Burnt oh, wow. was Burnt in review. Yeah, I've never so, seen it. <laughs> yeah. But Bradley Cooper does offer some some gravitas behind it. I can understand why you might have chosen it. And though Sausage Party has an 82 critic score, it still falls behind Chef's 87. Matt has indeed tied oh. it. Going to what could be Uh the final question here, unless David uses his skipping stone. Now we go to the guilty. I love Chef. Why didn't I choose Chef? I don't know. (laughs) I love that you talked yourself out of it, though. All right. We go to the the guilty pleasures genre, as this one you probably have have heard of all four. I would think all four. Maybe Matt hasn't heard of one. Here we go. First one, and we go to uh, we go to Matt here. First one is going to be American Pie. Mm-hmm. Second one is going to be Good Burger featuring Keenan Thompson. Third one, <laughs> third one is my personal favorite. I want someone to eat cheese with, featuring Jeff Garland and Sarah Silverman. I never what? watched it, but once I saw it, I knew I needed to include it in this list. And finally, waiting. Featuring uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Adams. Matt, out of those four, well, excuse me, David, do you want to use your skipping stone here? Last I opportunity so, to do so. I, I don't know. I haven't seen. What was the first one? First one was American Pie. Okay, I think that's the only one that I've seen. All right, so you are using yeah, your skipping so stone? I'm going to use the skipping stone, yeah. All right, we would have been looking for audience score here. Quickly, gentlemen, which one would you have gone with? American Pie. American Pie, uh, Matt. The Ron Reynolds one. The Ryan Reynolds one waiting. Actually, funny enough, Matt, you would have won that one. Uh, Ryan Reynolds take, takes the cake here at 75. None of these doing particularly well, except for I want to eat cheese. I want someone to eat cheese with. Critically did really well, but audience-wise pulled a 38. What a, what a diversity there. All right, next one. Last one. Here we go, gentlemen. We call this the Critics Category or the Critics Choice Awards because I chose them and I am a big critic. And we are looking for the Critics Score here. And we will again, we will finish this out with Matt first. Matt, you have to go first here. We're going to go with Mm -hmm. the Oscar-nominated A Bug's Life. The Mm Oscar-nominated Chocolat. The Mm Oscar-nominated The Founder. Or finishing it out, the Oscar-nominated Julie and Julia. So without all the Oscar nominated, A Bug's Life, Chocolat, The Founder, or Julie and Julia. Have you seen any of these, Matt? The Bug's Life. Yes. Okay, we finally found one. All right, where are you going? I'm going with The Founder. 
the founder. Okay, going Wait, with is McDonald's. This critics or audience? This is the critics, critics right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. That feels good. All feels right, good. he's gone with the founder. He feels good. That's probably the milkshake and Big Mac that he's enjoying while picking that. Hoffman, <laughs> where are you going? I mean, the critics are judging these movies for what they are. I would imagine as an animated movie. I would imagine the bug a Bug's Life did pretty well. I'm going to go with a Bug's Life. He's going with a Bug's Life, gentlemen. One of you has indeed won. Oh, as nice. Julie and Julia was not was uh, the the furthest behind in this. Well, excuse me, it was the second furthest behind. Shockalot featuring Johnny Depp was all the way up fourth. Even though I actually enjoyed that movie, it's just very nice I've to watch. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I have absolutely no desire to see any more. <laughs> Dame Judi Dench is in it. Shame on you! Shame on you, Hoffman. She's mm. excellent, and with a score of ninety two. A Bug's Life does pull all the way, pulls David to victory, and I am shocked and horrified that he won, even though, Matt, that was the one you had seen. What? What? What travesty. A Bug's Life is to Matt what Chef was to me. (laughs) Absolutely. It's true. It's true. Oh, well, congratulations, Hoffman, Uh, Matt. It's all right. You get redemption here, I'm sure, as I've been just horrific in these games recently. Uh, and yeah. let us get to David's You're game. You're on a run of bad form. I truly I think am. I'm on a run of good form as well. Okay, so my game is a little different. I'm only going to give you guys two options, and it has everything to do with the food festival that I was just at. I'm going to tell you the top two contenders for several award categories that they gave out at the the Street Food Awards. Now, let me just clarify to the audience listening, you might have heard spoilers for this already in the main topic. This is the first part of the episode that we're recording, so Philip hasn't heard anything yet. So he doesn't know anything. I wish I had. Can I go back and listen to it now? Just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. That's not how time works. Okay. So I'm going to give you the categories, the the actual award categories from the European Street Food Awards, and I'm going to give you the top two contender, top two whatever finalists, and I want you to tell me which one won. And I'm going to give okay. you a relevant description if if needed. Okay. So the first category that I'm going to give you guys is best main dish. The first contestant in alphabetical order was Thai moving noodles. From Switzerland, and I'm going to read the description, and I, I'm going to apologize f- right now for all of these f- questions and all the pronunciations that I'm going to mess up here. So it's Khoi Tiu Mu is our signature dish, says Aon. It's served with rice noodles, pork meatballs, soy bean sprouts, fresh coriander, and spring onions, and our secret, secret porn... <laughs> Secret pork bone broth. I'm sorry. In Thailand, we season our noodle soup to our own taste. Okay. So that's the first contestant here. (laughs) Golly. No porn was involved, I assure you. Okay. Just pork. Just pork bone. And the second, Vinkalni Pizza Family from Latvia. And it was the pizza Francescana Romana style pizza baked in a wood oven with mozzarella, tomato, and oregano sauce, prosciutto, sorry, excuse me, prosciutto crudo, uh, sun-dried cherry tomatoes, calamata olives, mushrooms, fresh rucola, and parmigiano. So that was the, so we have the, the, the rice noodles and meatballs and bean sprouts and pork bone broth, and a pizza with all those toppings. Which one got the best main dish? And we'll go to Matt first. I, I feel like you've just described a very normal pizza. So <laughs> unless something incredible about it that Matt Bird does not understand, then I'd be very curious to see how it won the main dish, unless it was the best cooked pizza Someone I'm sorry, I need, I need to interrupt. Did you just refer to yourself in the third person? But also, going beyond that, the Matt Bird? Yeah. The, that's his okay. name. It's my name. Okay. The Matt Bird. The Matt Bird. Yeah. Okay. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's okay, continue, me. please. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I don't know. But I no. feel like it's got to be the Swiss. It's got to be the noodles. 
The Swiss That's Thai noodles. Yes, the it's Thai noodles. noodles from Switzerland. Okay. It sounds like Phil. the wrong combo, but... <laughs> hmm. No porn was involved. Again, I have no. to clarify here. No, just the pork. Just the pork's bone. All right. Uh, look, I could give you all the professional reasonings, all my deductions and all this reason on why, such as, oh, I don't know, the fact that, yes, Matt had it, Matt Bird had it precisely on the nose. Sounds like a normal pizza. I feel like in these food competitions, you have to do something extraordinary on something like pizza to like make porn. it even win. <laughs> like porn, yes. You have to do something extraordinary with it in order to make it stand out if you're gonna put a grilled mm. cheese up to up to task with something like like honey glazed ribs you have to do something phenomenal with those grilled cheeses or something like that so pizza i think automatically is going to be there but i'm not going to do that the reason why i'm choosing the thai moving noodles is because if it moves i move with it let's go to the thai moving noodles baby everybody move i mean we have to congratulate both of these dishes because they together were first and second the winner was the Latvian Italian pizza in Germany I'm sure. for an international crowd? It was quite an interesting combo. They did very well. I tried this pizza. It was very, very, very. I was going to say, David, have you tried all the items that you that you're going to be giving us? Not all of them. Not all of them. Um, I didn't. We'll, we'll get there. Hold on. Okay. Okay. The second category is best dessert. So first we have the Liverten Norwegian Cloudberry Panna Cotta, or the Again, excuse all these pronunciations. The Zlote Palucci Churros uh, from Poland. So they have a specialty churro sandwich with original mascarpone cream and fresh fruits. So the cloudberry panna cotta from Norway or the churro sandwich from Poland. I guess it goes to me first. Yes, Do you Phil think first. that there's ever going to be a time in life where I do not choose the churro option? You are sorely <laughs> mistaken. The churro for me, baby. Let's go. And Matt? I, I'm thinking, what would I want to eat more? I've decided that's how I feel like I should answer this. And I feel okay. like I'd want to eat the churros more. Okay, so you're, you guys are sticking together, arm in arm. You're going with? <laughs> Matt, birds of a feather, we flock together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. So you <laughs> arm in arm, you are wrong together again. <laughs> the uh, the panna cotta from the Norwegians. My friend was among this group, this uh, food truck, as you the audience well knows by now. I'm sure uh, they won with their with their cloudberry panna cotta. It was uh, yes, it was the winner. Our third category. Somehow, at some point, you guys are going to have to go with something different. Okay, yeah, best we will. We will. burger. <laughs> Best Ooh. I If the, I know my friend David Hoffman, he tried both of these. Mm. Ooh. From Karl Heinz Drews from Germany, the Surf and Turf Beef Burger, flame grilled and topped with fried gambas or shrimp, for those who don't know. Oh. Or Ooh. the Silly Kokur from Iceland, the Goose Burger with 10% cheese, smoked blue cheese. Uh, truffle sauce, red onion jam uh, with Icelandic cloudberries, blueberries, and rucola. You lost me at the jam. Ugh. So uh, we go go to Matt first. What do you think was the champion of the burgers? We'll stick on the bird theme and we'll go to the goose. The um, goose. He wants the goose. the goose. I think I do want the goose. I think that sounds interesting. I don't mind a bit of jam on burger as long as it's like, you know, not too weird. Could be nuts. Yeah, what's, the fruit's what's a good, bit weird, but we'll take it. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. All right. <laughs> Look, at first, I must admit, I had massive hesitation when you said surf and turf meets burger. Mm. I'm thinking some fried fish with a patty, but you went shrimp. That sounds delicious. And unfortunately for Matt, I think I looked at your story at the right day, my friend. I don't know that Matt did. I saw, I looked and I said, what is this man doing eating a German burger? And I remember that you said it was the most delicious burger you've ever had in your life. So beyond the, the shrimp, which sounds delicious, beyond mm. the fact that you said it was delicious, I have to go that your interest was piqued by the most award-winning burger that probably sounded gross to you at first, and then you tried it and you said it's the most delicious thing you've ever had. Give me surf. Give me turf. I'm hyped. Give me the point. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me just address the, the claims that have been made. I posted both of these burgers on my story. Well, f*** 
me. I tried <laughs> both of these the burgers. <laughs> I love surf and turf. I love surf and turf. Give me beef and shrimp together. It just works inexplicably. The winner was the goose burger. Well, oh, God. God damn it. Both in the competition and in David, it was just the most divine. Okay, let me also say the jam thing. I don't like jam. I do not like jam. I don't put it on anything. But in a burger, for whatever reason, that sweetness balances out the salty and the 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 tanginess of whatever dressing there might be, like a mayonnaise or whatever dressing that they put on there. The oh, the blue cheese it has like a tanginess to it. And the, the sweetness balances that out with the, the savory umami of the burger. It, it was just the most perfectly balanced, melt-in-your-mouth delicious thing I've ever tasted. And it rightfully won Best Burger. Okay. So, Matt, you get a point. You take the lead. Let's go. Riding the Icelandic Viking ship to victory and Valhalla. Our fourth category. <laughs> I kid, man. I kid. I kid. Our fourth category is the people's choice. Now, this... Uh, we will go to, I guess we'll go to Matt first for this so that Phil has a chance to choose something different if he so desires. This is the people's choice. Now, first we have Ava or Awa from Germany. Now, Awa Kanji Bachtig is excited to compete in the grand final of the 2022 European Street Food Awards for one reason. Quote, I want to show that our food in Senegal is the best food in the world. The German champion is showcasing the West African cuisine, which has strong North African, French, and Portuguese influences, a fusion of the nation's many ethnic groups. Awa's signature dish is her curry with peanut sauce and fresh vegetables. So that's the first uh, contestant here. Or, once again, Silikokur from Iceland, uh, Sigvaldi, Again, I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Better known as Silikokur, which means, by the way, which means herring cook, is a hunter, and now he'll take his wild game menu featuring everything from goose chowder to his famous reindeer burger to Munich to represent Iceland. His appreciation of nose-to-tail eating is a real breath of fresh air in a fast food world full of processed and pre-packed meats. So, we have our... Senegalese German champion or our Icelandic hunter champion, which one won the People's Choice Award? Matt. I don't think I can run away from my Icelandic friends at this point. So I feel like I'm 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 doing it. We're gonna ha- we're gonna go with that. And the reindeer burger sounds pretty interesting. Mm. So out of intrigue. Gotta be better than Buffalo, right? Yeah, it can't be. It can't be worse than Buffalo. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. The one that I thought would win that. Oh shoot! Actually, now that I think about it, it's the People's Choice. People's Choice. I bet choice. people love burgers. Mm. Oh, that sucks. I do think it's the burger. Now that I actually put a, a second thought to it, but I'm going to have to go opposite in order to even have a hope to have a tiebreaker. So I'm going to have to go with the peanut curry and. And pray to the gods that I somehow found a way to tie this up. Which gods are you praying to? The peanut curry ones. Thank the peanut curry gods. You are correct. They have graced you with peanut sauce and whatever else. Yes, you are correct. I don't. I didn't try this. I. I, It kind of surprised me when they won. I was like, oh, I. I didn't really go there. Maybe I should have. All right, well, there you go. You tie the game at one point apiece, and we go to the final question. Now, Phil, we're going to go to you first since you forced the tie here. Okay. This was the overall champion as as decided upon by the judges. The judges, okay. The two contestants in question are a food truck called Junk, Scotland and Britain, their champion of 2022, in quote, COVID hit us all pretty bad, but rather than drink ourselves into a blunder, we decided to create a little recipe website together. Wearejunk.co.uk, a combination of our fine dining backgrounds and infatuation for all things not good for you. We're not your average junk. Two years later, zero bank balance, two kids, 100 plus recipes published, 12 pop-ups, 
two street food awards, Scotland and then Britain, and one restaurant in the works. We're loving life. Expect something a bit different, yet familiar. So that was the first contestant. And second contestant is again... Silikokur, the Icelandic uh, beautiful hunting wow. goose, whatever. You, you've heard the story already. I won't go into it again. So, junk from Scotland or uh, the goose deliciousness from Iceland. Phil. I'm going to go with, I don't even know how you've been saying I know you said it like three times now, but Silikokur. <laughs> I'll I, take it. That sounds, that sounds, all right. I'm going to go with them. Seeing as how they've been represented a lot, I'd be surprised if the judges didn't find it to be the best overall one as opposed to next level junk. It just feels like that would be the average score that they would be there. But I realistically don't have any true guess here. All right, Matt, will you go the same? Do you feel like Phil's got it on the money? Or do you want to be bold and go different and go for the win? I, th- I think Junk's got to do it. I can't run away from my own people. I can't <laughs> run away from my The Scots? Oh, there we go. Not, surely not the Scottish. I know this is for Kirsty. This is for Kirsty. So Kirstie. this doesn't go well. This is for Kirsty. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. We're doing it. The winner, the champion of 2022, deciding the champion of the powwow episode coming out on the 14th of October, whatever it's called, we don't know yet, was Junk from Scotland, the Scottish, defeating the Vikings. Yes, again, I didn't try the Scottish truck, so I was disappointed that that the Icelandic guys didn't win it because that was hands down my favorite. But, But Matt, champion and Phil... Failing again. I'm sorry, my friend. Again. My lord. It's been a brutal drought. It has. Oh. It really has. But congratulations, congratulations Matt. to you, I Matt. You did come away with a win this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've done it. We, yes. we, the, we the, the Icelandic Vikings yeah. of modern day the- Scandinavia. <laughs> Just an all out. Sorry. Okay. So I guess the, the, the last thing to, to do would be to say thank you to you, Matt, for coming on. And uh, ask if there's anything you want to share or promote or before you leave us with our audience. No, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. um, So thank you. You're most welcome. Well, thank you, Matt. And we will see you next time. Next time. On the wings of 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 the plane of another morrow. I don't even know what I'm saying. Bye, Matt. On a Viking ship. On a Viking (laughs) ship. Sounds lovely. Thanks, team. And with that loss, I dropped down to 11 and 16. My Lord. Well, victory brings David further up above the 500 mark, 15 and 12. Oh! It's That Slaps, where we bring you the best of entertainment this week or on theme, depending on which one of us you talk to. Uh, I will go first, as mine is on theme, and there we go. I will go with Street Food, the probably the most notorious one, the only one that I could realistically find that had anything to do with food, but I actually do enjoy the song. It's called Broccoli by Shelly FKA Dram, featuring Little Yachty. You know, some have said that this song is actually about weed and not actual broccoli. I say yeah. nay, David. I say nay. It's about broccoli and, and uh, the fine vegetable that broccoli I'm is. I'm sure it is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, David, what is some your- Some say it's about weed. Some some, some heinous, some some people yeah. besmirching the, the good name of broccoli. See the, 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 the evil in everything. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, David, so what is yours? Is, I had to break my rule, Okay. I had to break my rule, and unfortunately, I did not view this movie this week. That is how I'm breaking the rule. Normally, I try to keep it fresh, something that I've seen this week, or something, ideally even something I've seen for the first time this week, but just anything that I've experienced this week that I can share with you guys. But it's got to be Chef. Chef the movie, John Favreau. It is a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, you will love it. I promise you, you'll love it, okay? And if you don't, you can write to me at David Hoffman at number 69, I don't care, Lane. Yes, anyway, Chef, it slaps. 
Well, thank you so much for tuning in. But before you leave us, we just want to say a few thank yous to some special people in our lives who helped make this podcast possible. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on this show. Thank you to Tara Amsutz and Josh Hans for their wonderful contributions. Guys, we could not do it without you. And thank you, of course, to you, the listener, for tuning in each and every week. We absolutely love doing this, and we hope that you enjoy the product that we're putting out. So spread the word. Tell your friends about Pow Wow. You can find us on Instagram at powwow underscore podcast. We're everywhere that you might find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Just, just not Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Oh, my God, Philip! and cuddles truck is a success congratulations all right where do i pay for the cuddler 